right. Thank you for hitting the download button or whatever button that you use to find yourself listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. We appreciate you coming to hang out with us. Another episode is back on the air. We took a couple of weeks from doing these long-form interviews, and now we are back. So that deserves the high-budget applause, I feel like, you know. Yeah, got the aftermath, got the usual suspect here, one of the usual suspects, my man EZ. What's up, man? No, I didn't. I'm here. Oh, my. I'm here. No, you can't be. No, with that delay, you can't be. Hey, look, man, what you're not going to do is yell at me in the first 20 seconds of this. That's what we're not going to do. Oh, very oh. Okay. I, 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 I'll yell at you five is the, minutes later. Is Little Big Brother, brother finna rise up? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> yep, I'm tired of it. I'm, I am standing up for what is right. Oh, oh okay. Okay, Little Big Brother, you better, you better stand up. You better stand on all ten toes. That's right. We ten toes, ten toes up, not down. We ten toes up, right now, oh. right here. Oh, Ooh. okay. Sixteen. You just Brand gonna let your just run all over you like that? That's what y'all do. No, no, not in the family. No, not at all. And you being an instigator, you talk about us starting. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I, I was about to say. I'm gonna stop entertaining this now because she's 100 percent instigating at this point, and that's my job. Yeah, she is. I'm <laughs> supposed to make you triggered. <laughs> She's trying to fan the flame. Okay. So as you can hear also that we're not alone again. We got our homegirl, Tiki Blue, joining us on this episode of The Aftermath. Tiki, you, ca- you came back for some more abuse. I can't believe that you keep on coming back. I just can't. I figured you, you know, I'm be like, you know what, y'all got this. No, you're not. I'm going to stop hopping on these. You say that. Yes, I am. I'm not, this is the last one I'm doing. I'm not hopping on these anymore with y'all because I'm not going to get on here. And hey, y'all hold on. We, we, got, my we got audio of her saying this. So next time she's yeah, on, let's make sure we play it at the beginning. I oh, am. I'm going to oh, cut it up as soon as this like show that? is over. That's what we're doing? Oh, yeah. I'm going to cut it up as soon as this show is over since I got to cut out 32 seconds of dead air, but that's okay. But also, another thing, too, is that you already agreed to do another one of these in like a week, Tiki. So, uh, yeah, you're coming back. Okay. Well, and I think we got one more for like September. So, I'm going to do two more two more of these and then I'm done. I'm not hopping on anymore. You Lies get somebody you, else from the cast to hop on here. Lies you tell, you coming back. Whatever. You playing. So anyway, and she knows she plays. She truly enjoys it. She does. You like it, so just hush the noise. You know you do. Anyway, we definitely, definitely appreciate you coming to check us out. By now, um, if you've never heard of the Aftermath before, um, this is a spinoff show of our live show that we do every Tuesday at blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. The Aftermath is sort of like a bonus episode that we do mostly on the weekends that they drop where we talk to interesting guests in long form about their endeavors and things of that nature. And today is no different. Uh, today, um, the guest that we have, guys, is Dr. Patricia Washington. She's an acupuncturist. And I look at that. I pronounced that correctly, I believe, in one shot. So, yeah, I'm improving. But, yes, we're going to talk to her about her career, um, what exactly acupuncture is, because some people, you know, they don't really, they know, but they they feel like they know, but they don't know. And just, you know, get to know her and bring that to the audience to entertain you, and hopefully everybody will learn something. So we've done enough yapping in the beginning. So let's go ahead and bring in our guest with the high-budget, spare-no-expense applause and bring her on. How we do it. How are you all doing? Uh, Dr. Wa- 
Hey, Dr. Washington, how you doing? Thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Anytime. I love educating my people. Well, let's do let's do just that then. So we're going to hop right in and I'll just ask you. So let's start with you being interested in medicine. How did you come to the realization that you wanted to study to be a doctor? Actually, I did not. The medicine picked me. And generally, I mean, I was in a completely different field. Um, I got sick. It was considered idio- an idiopathic illness because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I just happened to have a Polish friend that was told me, why don't you come and get acupuncture? I'm like, no, man, I'm scared of needles. I can't do it. And then um, she convinced me. I finally went and had it. And in 24 hours, my symptoms had abated, and they never came back. And I'm like, what just happened to me? So then I began to research um, acupuncture, and I read this book called The Web That Has No Weaver. And that book was not only spiritual, but it talked about the components of the medicine. And that's what kind of started me on my path into alternative medicine or what is considered alternative medicine. So that's okay. how I got into it. So, so kind of a um, a different path where it wasn't on your mind, but something that happened to you brought it to the forefront. I guess that's what it takes sometimes is uh, things like circumstances happening in life that lead you to what your calling is. So right. to piggyback off that question, uh, can you tell us about the process of going through medical school? And did you ever have moments of wanting to just say, you know what, this might be a bit much and I just I don't want to do this anymore? Um, well, my journey is, okay, so the education of an acupuncturist is you get your, you get your um, bachelor's, then you do your master's, and some people stop at the master's. But in America, the master's for acupuncture is four years and three months, because that would be the equivalent of what you would be doing in China. But if you want to go on to do your doctorate, you have to do two and a half more years Um, do a residency in California or New York because they're the only places that have integrative hospitals. And then you have to do a year in China. So I kind of broke it up and did, you know, first six months and then came back for a couple months and then my last six months to get my doctorate. So that's the educational aspect of um, acupuncture. And what makes it really difficult as an African-American is you're the only one all the time. So When I was in the master's, I was the only uh, African-American in my cohort, which made it kind of difficult because, you know, professors wouldn't encourage you. They would discourage you. But the more they discouraged me, the more I encouraged myself because I'm like, you won't stop me. So keep keep it coming. Bring it on because I'm going to do better than you anticipated that I would do. And so I would say out of the 23 people that came into my cohort, only five of us graduated. That is how extreme the program is. So that kind of gives you an idea. So I never had a, I'm going to quit. It's I'm going to exceed any expectations that you have of me because you don't want me here. So that's kind of like the journey. I absolutely love that answer where it's like, look, you're not stopping this black girl magic. This is happening. Nope. You're not putting me back at all. We're, I'm taking this to the top. I like that. So, guys, we're talking to Dr. Patricia Washington. 
She is an acupuncturist. You can uh, check her out. Website is atlantafunctionalmedicine.com, and you can give them a call at 770-667-3006. Tiki Blue, my lovely co-host, I'm sure you have something for Dr. Washington. Sure. Okay, so you mentioned you studied in China for a while. Um, how does that compare mm-hmm. to actually doing your, your residency or your studying here in America? Like, what do you learn in China that you don't necessarily learn here in the States? Um, so when you go to China, you really learn that everything that we've been taught in America in our schools has been, the medicine has been dummied down, so it's not as effective as it could be. And so who runs our organization, who runs our boards? The American Medical Association runs our boards. So they determine what, how far the medicine will go. So you realize when you're over there, I mean, when you're here, they say, okay, 17 needles or less in a person is efficacious. But when you go to China, it's like, what are you doing? It's got to be 50 needles or more to get this person up and out of the door. This is not, this is, what are you, you're playing. So you learn that it's restorative. An example would be, so someone here has a stroke. After they've done their observation, they get put in rehabilitation, and after their insurance runs out, goodbye. That's it. Um, In China, your recovery is literally 14 days. So from the time that you come in and you've been diagnosed with hemiplasia or aphasia, that means your, your left side doesn't work and you can't talk, or your right side doesn't work, 10 days, you are up and walking. You don't need a cane. You don't need a walker. It's, it's, it's so totally different of how the medicine, how you approach the medicine from there to here. So what kind of conditions can you treat with acupuncture? So everything Western medicine can treat, acupuncture can treat. Hypertension, diabetes gout, um, mental disorders, um, anything that they can treat, we can treat. Um, OB-GYN, infertility, um, turning a fetus, like if there's a baby that's breached, we can literally turn that fetus in less than 20 minutes and get that baby out. So um, I feel like the medicine is becoming more integrative because it's kind of like a slow train moving out of the gate And the AMA can't really hold it back because the more people become self-aware and and want alternatives to even their food and taking pharmaceuticals opposed to doing something else, they're they're being forced in a position to accept acupuncture more readily. And that is why I'm teaching at Morehouse School of Medicine, giving giving these medical students options when their patients say, I don't want to take medication. Wow. Okay. Evie, do you have a question for Dr. Washington? Uh, I do. Um, My first question is, as somebody that's never gone to acupuncturist, and I'm sure a lot of our Mm -hmm. listeners probably haven't either, can you walk us through what a visit to the acupuncturist looks like? Okay, so your first visit to an acupuncturist would be an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, we're taking your family history, your personal medical history. We're doing assessment on your emotional um, state of mind. um, And we're really just 
sifting through everything that's going on with you. It can be environmental because sometimes we have illnesses and they're based on environmental processes, not necessarily uh, um, internal pathogens. So we look at all that. And then once we complete that, we determine what it is you have. So if you come to me and you say, I have lupus, okay, that's the Western medical diagnosis. But in Chinese medicine, there are nine different categories of lupus. So you can have lupus based on your body being too hot or your body being too cold or there being too much body fluid being generated. So we look at those nuances. And then after that, we create our prescription and then we needle you, but we walk you through the process. So the first time it's like, have you ever had acupuncture before? Okay, no. So I'm going to walk you through every needle. I'm going to tell you what every needle is doing to your body. And then once we put the needles in, we put on music, healing music, for 30 minutes. So you're laying on the table for 30 minutes. We'll check on you two or three times during that time. A lot of people fall asleep, pull the needles out. We'll let you know. I, I personally will tell the patient, everybody's body is different. Because they'll say, how often do I have to come back? Is it every other day? Is it every two, three days? But it really, from, from my perspective and what, how I have been trained, and, and part of it's a moral, ethical thing. So I could say, oh, you need to do 12 treatments, but your body may get better before the 12 treatments. So I always say, wait 72 hours because the needles will continue to work for 72 hours, and then let's do an assessment of your body. I'll call you. You tell me how you're feeling, and then based on that, I'll say, okay, you need to come back in another two days. And then I'll just keep doing a check-in and assessment, check-in and assessment to see how that person's doing. Because I never want to say, you know, you can be healed in one day and then you're not. I mean, I've had patients with sciatica that I've healed in one day, or I've had patients with sciatica that took three days, three or four days for them to get healed. So if I said, come back on Friday, but they're healed on Wednesday, what would be the point of them coming back on Friday? So you just keep, you know, it's a check-in. It's a check-in because each human body processes the needle differently. And see, I was going to ask you, like, you know, how often does somebody go to the acupuncturist? Like, is it annually? Is it, you know, twice a year? So you basically kind of answered my question. It just depends on what each person has going on. So That's correct. So I got one more question, and then I'll swing it back to 16. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really a two-part question. So really, everybody's pain tolerance is different. So my first question is, mm-hmm. how painful are the needles? And then my second question is, um, really, like, what are the needles doing? Like, we know acupuncture. We know it involves needles. We know you stick them throughout different parts of the body. But what are the needles doing to the patient's body? Okay. So let's answer the first question first. The needles are the size of a hair on your head. It does not hurt. Now, once the needles go in, you might feel like an electrical shock, but it quickly goes away. You might feel a heat sensation under the needle, but it goes away. Um, You might feel nothing, absolutely nothing. And most people feel nothing. But if you're a um, seasoned um, acupuncturist, you should get some sensation, not pain, but just some sensation that you know that the needles are moving energy or something in your body. The second um, 
part two of your question is, okay, so once the needles go in, they auto-correct your body via the spinal cord and on a molecular level. So where the atoms and protons are jumping on and off, um, it's all the way down to that level. So it's helping the body to repair itself because our body has the ability to repair itself, but we lose that in in the in the world because we're not working with God's natural order, which is when lights go up, when the sun goes down, you're supposed to go sleep, but we're still up because we have artificial light. So we're not we're no longer working in the realm of the earth. We don't put our foot on the earth anymore because we're always wearing shoes. So the needles help to bring that back in balance and help you to help your body to tap back into God's um, electrical, rhythmical pattern of life. Did that help anybody? Or was that too deep? No, I'm, I'm, here, for thorough, I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah that, I'm yeah, here, here for, for the thorough explanation. <laughs> That's what we yeah, want. Anything you know? just proper medical gander, just you know, just talking with a bunch of terms that nobody knows. So, no, I appreciate the way you explained that. Okay, great. Um, so I, I just, I feel like, and, and no, people really don't get this, that um, acupuncture has been around since 6,000 B.C. And it didn't even come into China until 64 A.D. So it was um, practiced in Timbuktu in Egypt, in all these places that we think of, but it ended up getting trapped in China because they built the Great Wall to keep the Europeans out, and they were able to expand upon the medicine. So just know that we, we, are, we were creating stuff before they labeled it to the Chinese. Any other questions? Yeah, we're getting thoroughly educated, I will say that. <laughs> And I uh, definitely appreciate, like uh, EZ was saying, you know, breaking it down to the point where, um, you know, we were able to understand it and not a lot of technical jargon, just, you know, for the, the every man. So definitely appreciate that. So, again, we're talking mm-hmm. to Dr. Patricia Washington. She's an acupuncturist. Uh, you check her out at atlantafunctionalmedicine.com. Um, their phone number is 770-667-3006. So, Dr. Washington, I got a couple of questions here for you. Um, one of them, it kind of piggybacks, piggybacks on something that my my brother asked, which was, have you ever had, like, a client who was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready, I can handle this, and then they turned into, a, like, a whiny little toddler during the process? Because you said that there's not any pain, but some people believe in that placebo effect that just because you put needles in me, it somehow it, it hurts me or something. So did you ever have an issue with a client like that who just turned into, like, you know, they turned the process into something that it was more than what it was? Uh, yes, and it's interesting because it took him three months to come in, and it generally always is the male because the women's like, oh, I birthed baby, this isn't, you know, this is going to be nothing. But with men, it's like pulling teeth. So it took, here's an example. So this lady was trying to get her husband to come because he was having um, nerve pain in his, uh, underneath his scrotum. And it would radiate down his legs. So he was like, okay, so I've done all this experimental stuff and nothing's still working. So, okay, I'm going to finally try this. But I had to tell him um, where the needle was going to go, one of the needles. 
And so he's like, you know what? I got back pain. Can, can we just start at the back pain and let me work my way up to the um, nerve pain that was under his scrotum? So needle that went in, I'm talking to him. He doesn't even realize I put the needle in. Now, I've put four needles in him before he said, when are we going to get started? And I'm like, we've started. You have four needles in you already. And he's like, oh, wow, okay. So then, you know, he kind of broke down. And by the third acupuncture treatment, we're still working on his back, and he's getting better. He decides to go ahead and do it. And after his treatment, he started crying because he said it took me three years and three months to come and see an acupuncturist for pain that went away immediately, but I've been a guinea pig to Western medicine, and I've had no results. So, yeah, we get that a lot, and it's predominantly with men. I don't know whether I so, feel attacked or not. Either you feel attacked. <laughs> you said it's the guys, man. Like <laughs> It really always is no, the guys. I, mean, I hate it, but. I, I, I don't feel attacked because. I feel like I could really benefit from acupuncture, but I just never really understood how the process worked. So I've always kind of been like hesitant about trying it. Someone told you, and let's just, let's take acupuncture out of the equation. So if someone told you, Hey, if you went to see someone who does meditation and within a week you could be healed from your insomnia because you were doing meditation every day, would you believe it or would you be like, you know what, I'm not going to do that because I don't know what meditation is. You know what I mean? Right. So at some point, as African-Americans, especially because of the health disparities, we have to take control of our health. The white jacket can't keep dictating to us what our health should be. So like on an average basis, you go to your doctor and he says, well, you got hypertension, so I'm going to put you on this med and this med and this med. You're like, okay, but you never question them to why do I have three medications? What are these medications going to do to me long term? And can you give me an alternative? Because I'm not ready for this move right now. We kind of just told the medical line and do what they tell us to do. And if you, if you look out where, where I live in, in, in Johns Creek, there's maybe two dialysis centers here. But if you go to Decatur, there's like 12. Why is that? It's because they put us on these medications they, that they know they're going to break down our kidneys. We are the, batter to, the battery to the pharmaceutical company. It's $1,255 per hour to be on a dialysis chair. And they're just making money off of us when we can do something different than toe the medical line. And that's what, I mean, like, where I work, it's um, it's a functional medicine place. So all their they don't do pharmaceuticals; they do nutraceuticals or food-based pills and, and supplements to get your body on track. You have, and it's a three point five million dollar cash-based business. They do not take insurance. We don't have those benefits, or we do not look beyond the standard health care for ourselves. We just believe what the doctor said and just total line. And that's got to stop for African-Americans. I think you just brought up a great point. So I'm going to ask you this. For example, blood pressure, blood pressure medicine, a lot of mm-hmm. it directly links 
to kidney problems and kidney failure down the road. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And they know this. Right. So my question to you is why why are doc why are doctors still prescribing medicines like that? And is somebody with like high blood pressure better off just going to you and doing acupuncture instead of taking those medicines for decades? It's because these are what these students are groomed to do. They're not groomed to think outside the box. So when I teach these medical students, I ask them, I said, how do you think your, the pills that you prescribe your patients were created? Oh, they were created at Abbott or Merck, but where, where, where's the inception of that? Like, where does it start? And no one knows because they, all they teach them is, these medications go to hypertension. These medications are for diabetes. These medications are this. They don't even know that they break down the kidney. Hey, this is what I'm supposed to give you. This is how you're groomed to, to this is how you're taught. There is no outside the box. There is no nothing. And that's why Morehouse, Stanford, and Duke started this alternative medical, alternative medical program to bring in an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, a naturopath, a naturopath, a meditation specialist, so that you can give your patients options. So pharmaceuticals are created from plants that they already, like, so Chinese medicine, that's all we use is plants. We don't create synthetic versions of those because it takes the, the Godhead out of it. You can't wait for the plant to grow up, so you synthesize it. You take the DNA of the plant, and now you created this pill. You create the pill, but the pill has side effects because it can't mimic what God does. So this is where our pharmaceuticals come from, and they, the side effects are it's going to break down another organ. You could take, you could take lisinopril. It's going to break down your kidneys. You could take um, all these medications have a side effect that affects another organ. And this is standard protocol. They know this. Are they going to tell that patient? Nope. They're just going to keep doing a CDC panel until their kidneys are operating at less than 15%, stick a stent in them, and rush them on to dialysis, predominantly the culture and the people that they do it to. I, I really wow. appreciate your transparency. <laughs> like, yeah. it, Somebody's got to say it, right? Somebody has to tell the truth. Um, and I just want, I just want African-Americans because, because there's health disparities, because when you go to the hospital and you tell a doctor, this is what's going on with me, sometimes the nurses will, you know, tell the doctor and sometimes the doctor will ignore it. It's like, I don't see it. I don't see it on a panel. I don't see it on a piece of paper. So it doesn't exist. And rarely do does your doctor, if you're in the hospital, you might see your doctor one time during the time that you are in the hospital stay. And, you know, most of the time it's just the nurses working on you, you know, taking your vitals or taking your complaint, sending it back to the doctor. He will either ignore that complaint or answer that complaint. Yeah, I did. I did have 16, a. You want to hop back in? I did. I did. Um, all right. So, Dr. Washington, um, I know mm -hmm. that you know you, you practice a different type of medicine, but 
we're in the middle of a pandemic. So if you were in charge of trying to figure out how to stop the Rona, because it's out there, people pretending that it's not, but the Rona is out there. That's so how would right. you handle it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's out there. Uh, I, would, I would take a lead from Nigeria and China. So China has three prescriptions that um, boost your immune immune system so that you are immune to getting the corona. Does America want you to have that prescription? No, because then America can't take credit for quelling the virus. And Nigeria has been very effective in getting um, corona under control because they're testing, they're field testing, and they're actually um, – helping people to get better. So um, Morehouse did a whole symposium um, using Nigerian scientists who um, talked about how they got the coronavirus under control. And they don't want to, no one wants to talk about how Nigeria did it, because why? It's a black country, right? But if you, you know, you could actually Google it and see how um, other countries have got it under control, but America wants to be the first one to say, we came up with the vaccine. So do, uh, we don't care how many people die. We're just going to wait until the virus comes out, and then we'll deal with the pandemic. I mean, I, th- I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. They don't care. They don't care about the numbers. They're just trying to get a vaccine out so they can say they are the first ones. America. So how no, many, how many people do we have to lose? It doesn't matter how many I mean, people you have to lose. Apparently almost 200,000 isn't enough. Apparently right? it's not enough. It's almost 200,000. So, yeah. Definitely appreciate your, worse, your, and people, your candor. They, they want people to be so desperate because all these people are dying that you will get in line and take that vaccine. Because right now you have people saying, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would take the vaccine because it's so new and it's not been really tested. But if you get so desperate, you will get in line for that, that vaccine because you do not want to die. And I think that they're setting you up for that. You, you are no short, have no shortage on just, just bringing, uh, you know, candor, like I said, you know, just big time. So I'm going to swing this back over at Tiki Blue because I know she's got something for you too. Tiki. Wow, that was a lot. But thank you, Dr. Washington. We really appreciate it. Okay, so I have I have a confession. Mm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of acupuncture, and I'm actually a patient of yours. So yeah. I'm here for this all day long. And <laughs> like you've actually done my knee twice this week um, because sometimes my knee is like I don't feel like it. Your ass is forty. Sit down someplace, and I'm like, no, I got stuff to do. But anyway. So can you just tell people, like, I think it blows people's mind when we talk about some of the different um, conditions and stuff that you treat um, with acupuncture, um, like Mm -hmm. the ears and for addiction and things like that. Can you just kind of give a little bit more information about just, you know, some of the things that we don't think acupuncture could treat, but it actually can treat, and just, like, how people are amazed when you actually treat them for those conditions? Um, well, mental disorder like schizophrenia or bipolar. So if I was treating Kanye West, first of all, if you don't want to be on the medication, then you really need to get to an alternative specialist. His probably his biggest problem is his diet. If you're schizophrenia and bipolar 
and you're drinking soda, you're, you're doing dairy products, you're doing caffeine, you're going to get worse. So if you don't want to do the meds, you really have to manage your diet and you need to see an uh, acupuncturist to help control the schizophrenia or bipolar. Another thing is people don't think that um, ob like for infertility or for um, keeping the baby in the womb, for people who have threatened miscarriages, for breached babies. Um, so there, is, there are acupuncturists that just do specialize in women's health. Then you have some that specialize in sports medicine. My specialty was um, acupuncture anesthesiology for labor and delivery, where no pharmaceutical intervention takes place. It's just acupuncture, killing the pain so that you can have your baby. And so when I was in, when I did my residency in China, even though I still had to rotate out of surgery, um, that's primarily what I did every day, all day. And it's very effective. Um, as well as stroke and people with spinal cord injuries. Um, when you, in America, if you have, and cerebral palsy as well with, with children, but in America, if you have a spinal cord injury and you end up in a wheelchair, that's it, that's all, we're done here because it's severed. But with acupuncture, you can actually, it actually repairs the damage so that that person can begin to recover and bladder function and walking again. Um, cerebral palsy for children. Uh, here in America, again, it's like a death sentence. Okay, they have cerebral palsy. They're never going to walk. We're going to do well checks every six months, keep them on these medications, make sure they're okay, and that's it. But in China, as soon as they find out um, that child gets um, treatment for 10 days in a row, and then once they get that child moving, they put them in the pediatric ward in the hospital and then get them recovered. And then they track the kids up until they're 13, so they continue to come to um, outpatient uh, up until they're 13, and they completely recover. So you wonder why America doesn't do what these other countries do, and it's because of the pharmaceutical com- companies that make trillions of dollars off of keeping you sick. That's the industry. That is what the Western medical industry is. It's not restorative by any stretch of the imagination. Cool. So let's switch gears just a little bit. You've talked about the acupuncture and how it helps heal the body, but keeping in line with wellness, um, you work with like natural medicines and herbal medicine and things like that as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are there any, well, let me ask you this, this part first. Are there any specific lifestyle changes that anyone needs to do when they're thinking about doing acupuncture or once they become a patient of acupuncture, or can they just keep doing the same things? Like, you know, what type of wellness or lifestyle changes are required? Okay, so when you start getting acupuncture, you know, a lot of it is your diet. We are, um, as Americans, are eating processed foods or what we call GMOs, genetically modified foods. So, if you go to the grocery store and you see a, a seedless watermelon, you're thinking, oh, this is great. I'm going to take this. I don't have to worry about the seeds in the watermelon. But it is not a real watermelon. It is a genetically modified food. So does it have any medicinal value to the body? Absolutely not. It has none, nothing. It's just you're eating for desire and not eating for your health. So what I eat it, eat seedless watermelon, Seedless grape, seedless, no, I would not because it's not real. Because in God's world, a seed has to be God a seed. 
right? So every human is born with a seed. Every plant is born with a seed. Every animal is born with a seed. But once you take the seed out of the equation, it is not a real, uh, it is not a real food product. And um, sugar is our biggest enemy. The human body is only supposed to consume six to nine grams of sugar per day. That's two packets of sugar that you put in your coffee per day. That is why we are diabetic, and that's why we are dying. So we have to really change the way we think about eating. We're supposed to eat to live. And, yeah, yeah, you can eat to enjoy, but you really have to pay attention to what you're putting in your body. The grocery store is the worst place to go because everything has sugar in it, from a piece of bread to your pasta. So you really have to be cognizant of how much sugar you're putting in your body. Um, Let me address the dairy situation. Cow's milk we were never meant to drink. It was only because the dairy industry was failing in the 1940s that they transitioned women from breast milk to cow milk. And now they want to transition you back to, oh, breast milk is really better for your baby. It's always for your baby. So if you put human milk in a bowl and sit in front of a cow, he will not drink it because it doesn't bioidentify with that product. So um, that's why you have a lot of African-Americans that are lactose intolerant because we were never meant to use this product and have it in our bodies. So um, I always tell people, go to um, fresh markets, like the ones that are in the country, because sometimes the ones in the, um, the markets out here, like the farmer's market, they will freeze that fish for four months. And you don't even know it. And then throw it out there after they thaw it out like it's fresh, but it's really not. But that's a different education. But if you really want to know what's happening with your food, there are, um, there's a movie called Rotten, and you can see that on Netflix. And there are several different series of Rotten. And then there's Forks Over Knives and Food, Inc. And they all talk about uh, Americans and how the food industry is creating people who are sick. So um, it's very important when doing acupuncture with your health. And I feel like people are more compliant when they're doing acupuncture with healthy food choices because we kind of walk them through the process of start out slow. Just cut sodas out of your diet. Then cut, you know, processed juice out of your diet. And just do take it a little bit at a time. And then once they see that their body is, feeling better and they have more energy, then they're more um, apt to continue on that path of recovery than not. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it pretty much answered all of my questions. Uh, you're, you're pretty much on it. You're an amazing guest. We really love talking to you and everything. Um, Evie, do you have any other questions right now? Because you've been really coming with the bangers today. Like I always do, <laughs> of course. I got one more <laughs> Um, I got one more for you, Doc. Um, mm-hmm. The difference between American medicine and the other countries that you've seen and you've worked and experienced, mm-hmm. is the big difference just that American medicine is so has such a business mindset instead of just trying to really just take care of the people? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's all about the money. Um, it, it, here's an example. Okay, so there is a product called Harvoni. You may have seen a commercial about it. 
and it is a product that helps cure hepatitis C. So I had a patient who I would help keep her symptoms of hep C under control. And she was like, guess what? This Harvani came out, and I'm going to take it. It's only, you only take it for 60 days. She calls her insurance company, and they said, okay, we're going to pay 20% of that Har- Harvoni. She had to pay 80000 out-of-pocket dollars for that because Harvoni is a $100,000 prescription. So if you can't afford that, you're still going to have hep C. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just crazy because, you know, 16 pointed out earlier, you know, just with the coronavirus being around and just wreaking havoc specifically on this country and this state, um, other countries are just kind of laughing at us because it's like, you know, I've just read different things on the Internet. Like some people in different countries are like, I can't believe you guys are debating scientists. I can't believe you guys have made wearing masks political, um, paying for COVID tests. And it just seems like, you know, we shouldn't have to be, we shouldn't have to make taking care of people such a business-like thing. But, you know, it's not America if it's not trying to get some dollars or help the economy, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's what the industry is. And it's so sad because being in um, China for that year, the medicine is made for the people. And, yeah, they have a Western medical arm to that, but the only people going there are the lifestyles of the rich and famous or the crazy rich Asians. It's not made for the poor people. So, you know, if you're in China, let's say that child I said that had to be do 10 days of outpatient before they can go into the hospital. The cost of those 10 days is equivalent to 135 U.S. dollars for 10 days. Now, in America, what that would look like is $30,000 for 10 days. Do you understand what I'm saying? So acupuncture is really a people's medicine. Not, it's not designed to drag out for 30 years under the guise of a medication. It's meant to be restorative. And, you know, we have, um, we have a uh, oath that one of the oaths that we take is that your heart has to be as good as your hands. And if it isn't, then you're not going to be as effective. It's all about restoring a patient to optimal health. And the Western medical medicine paradigm doesn't look at medicine that way. You're a mechanical device. This broke and fixed that. That breaks and fixed this. In Chinese medicine, it's body, the mind, the body, and the spirit. And once you treat all three of these elements, that person can fully recover, no matter where they where they are in their physical um, proclivity, so to speak. Did that help you? No, you no like, like you are. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's just piggybacking off what Tika said that uh, you are a, an excellent guest, and the answers are very well thought out and told. So we definitely appreciate that. Now, got a, a couple of more here, and then we're gonna get into our game that we play with our guests here. So we've been we've been talking for a while about medicine and everything, but one thing that we've lost on that is that you're more than just 
a doctor. So what does Dr. Washington do outside of being a doctor? Like, what do you do to get away from, from this to, you know, be yourself? What do you do outside of this? Um, I do a lot of painting and drawing. Um, I spend an inordinate amount of time with my daughters because they're like my best friends now because they're, they're almost grown. And I don't mean to mistake that by, oh, we can just have pals and be like that. It's, I just can spend more time with them and, and relate to them on another level. And um, I love to travel to uh, countries that are in despair because actually medicine is part of my life. So I can't, I'm never in a position where I'm not treating someone. So it could be a relative, a cousin, or it could be Cam. You know, it's like, oh, my knee hurts. I'm just going to run over there and do it. And And I never... I'm not like if a person comes to my clinic and says, I don't have the money today, I'll say, well, this one's on me because from my perspective, medicine is giving back. So it's always a part of my life. So can I say I do stuff outside of medicine? I do, but medicine is more part of my life because I want to restore people, and that's what I was created to do. So that's really who I am. That's a, a true hey, answer about someone who's that, passionate about what they do. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry. Since you said, I just want to jump in really quick. Um, since you said that uh, sometimes I like to ask you to uh, do stuff, you're going to do my ears today, right? Oh, God. I can't find my embedded needles but one, well, two of them. So I will embed two needles, and those will go right in the area to um, kill hunger. No, oh. you can't do all of them because the last time you did just two, that didn't work well. So I will wait. But I was going to say maybe we'll record it and we'll attach it to the aftermath or we'll zoom oh, it so that the cool. guys can see it. That would be really great. Okay. So they can well, see maybe, how maybe. you're not wincing in pain or something. Yes. Wow. Okay. What a way to have all of them. What a way to put somebody on, like, there's no way she could have backed out of that now on the air. That's that's amazing, Tiki. She might have been like, nah, but, like, you're amazing. That was, she just, either, did you see how she just kind of swung that one in there? Like, hey, by the way, since we're just here talking, nobody's <laughs> listening. Let's just, uh, let me slide that in there real quick. Hilarious. Yeah, since, since you mentioned the discount, let's go ahead and uh, try to take advantage of that on the air. It's a lot of fun. We've done acupuncture parties with a lot of my family. Yep, sure have. So, um, we've done acupuncture parties with a lot of my family, and like you had like ten of us all lined up, and you just went down the line and did knee, 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 ears. Um, I think one of my cousins suffers from uh, some kind of seizure or epilepsy or something along those lines, and she was really or jerking or something like that, some something neurological. But you treated her right then and there, um, and so you got that, you know, so you, you got that taken care of. I mean, and it's, it's totally amazing. So if you guys want to, you know, when we can um, gather back together again in groups of more than three people, because I'll, I'll just throw this out there. This was literally the last weekend that you didn't have to social distance when we had this acupuncture party. Um, so it was like back in March. But if you guys want to do it, then, you know, let her know. And we can, she'll set something up for you guys. I think you two brothers should definitely sit down, let her needle you, and you can see which one of you is the bigger man. Uh, 
and just go from from there, and that'll just really settle a bunch of issues that you all may be, you know, dealing with and things like that. But you know, it's 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 really amazing. I love it. Well, well, the correct answer is me. So I don't I don't know why we need to do all that to to prove something that we already know the truth about. We don't but know I, the I truth about anything. That's skewed in I your direction. Don't don't get me started right now. We're having a good conversation. We don't want to start this whole back and forth. You know, we have company. Let's not do this right now. So, um, Dr. Washington, I have one last thing. I would want to put you to work real quick, and then we're going to get into our game here. Is that Can you please just tell the people, I know I was mentioning it before, but if you could just tell the people where they can find you, how to schedule an appointment, all that good stuff, if you could just put your info out there so that people can know where to find you and you know, get in touch with you. Well, you guys mentioned at, um, Atlanta Functional Medicine, but I'm also opening up a clinic, and my website is already up. I just have to find a location out here in Alpharetta, and it's called Acupuncture Physicians Group, GRP, not the whole word, .com, and you can see my bio and my info on there. And you can also follow me on Insta- Instagram under Acupuncture Needles, and then my name will pop up with Patricia a Washington. I think it's Pat Washington. So you can also follow me there. And then you can see some things that I've done in the U.S. Virgin Islands with stroke recovery where they videotaped me and I was um, doing a patient and he went from not talking to singing a song right there. So you can see that on my Instagram page. Um, you can also follow me at Patricia Washington on Facebook and um, and and see my journeys to different countries and doing acupuncture there, like in Sierra Leone, Nigeria, um, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Or you can contact me at one eight four four five two two ninety six hundred. All right. Thank you for supplying that information because. Uh, I didn't want to give out anything inaccurate, you know, for somebody who hears this who might want to give you a call, be a patient, learn more information. We want to make sure they know how to get in touch with you. So now, yeah. Now this is the part here. Now this is the part here that's funny too because we got our game. Don't at me that um, we do on the aftermath. Tiki, when she comes uh, to hang out with us on here, she likes to make fun of me because I do an awful job. She says of explaining it. So I'm going to try my best to explain what we do here. If you've not heard this before. But I'm going to ask you a few uh, rapid-fire questions, and you give your answer. And then after you give your answer, you just say, don't at me at, at the end of it, like saying, you know, this is my answer. Don't try and question me on it. This is it. Did I do a better job this time, Tiki, or are you going to reprimand me for being terrible at it again? Nah, that was pretty decent. But it only matters if Patricia got it. So, Dr. Washington, did, do you uh, get where I'm coming from with that? Or did I do so a bad job? At the end of at the end of saying my answer, I have to say don't ask me or at me or what is it I'm supposed to say? Don't at me. Don't at this me. Be funny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. This gets better every time. And see Tiki, you the one that brought that up, so now it's like a running thing now. So we'll just keep you know, keep that going. I'm going to get y'all in on this, too. All right, Dr. Patricia Washington. Fried chicken or baked chicken? Baked. Don't at me. 
Did I do that right? All right. You did. See? You did you did okay. it correctly. Tiki, what about for you, fried chicken or baked chicken? Fried. Because sometimes uh, sometimes with baked chicken it's either dry because they cooked it too long or they didn't cook it long enough and when you get down to that thigh bone it's all red or the bread meat still kinda of pink a little bit and that's nasty. So fry mine all the way. Easy is your answer yes? Is your answer just yes? Uh, yes, the answer is yes. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out who bakes Tiki Blue's fried chicken. I mean, baked chicken, because that sounds terrible. You know, everybody don't cook it the same. All right. Here's the next one. All right, Dr. Washington. Should baby showers be co-ed, yes or no? Absolutely. It took two to get pregnant. It takes two to be there. Oh my god! Oh god! Um, oh my god! I can't believe you asked that. <laughs> I sh- I sure sh- I sure did. <laughs> and it was the answer he didn't want to hear. This is great. This is the answer I didn't want. Um, <laughs> Easy. Where, where do you stand on this? I know you're not here at this point yet, but where do you stand on this? Uh, the the answer is no, but. If I can pull up for a plate of food and leave, I will do that. Why is it always circle back to food with you? Tiki, should, should baby showers be co-ed? Hell yeah. Like she said, oh, it took two of us to get pregnant. I didn't do it by myself. Don't roll up here asking for just a plate. You need to get a whole damn plate. Uh, you need to be in here the whole time. You call all your friends. Y'all can go outside, go in the back on the patio, something like that. Smoke something, drink something, but you need to be here. I'm not packing up all this stuff and dragging it to my house and don't show up at the end of it, so you can't pick me up. No, you need to be here the whole time, too. Oh, my God. Amen. Praise God. Well, my my answer to that Ooh. is absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, in no shape, form, or fashion should I step foot into a baby shower, like, at all. That is your time to fellowship with your us and your girlfriends and all that and your sisters and all that good stuff and yeah that's that's how I see it should not be co-ed that's your day to be you know lifted up as the mom and that's that's how I see that so Tiki is this the part where you scream at me and ask me did I go to either one of my wives is that what you're gonna ask me now I wasn't but since you mentioned it I feel like you probably bummed out and didn't go but you might surprise me and say you did so which is it he he didn't no I didn't he did I didn't I didn't. But he showed up to the wedding. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Let's Jeez. keep moving here. Ooh. It's hot in here. All right, which Dr. Washington, which season do you look forward to the least? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? Winter. For obviously obvious reasons. I mean, nothing makes Patty. you curse more on the way to the car. Than cold weather. Tiki, what right. about you? What season do you look forward to the least? Uh, I don't like the winter because you got to put on all these extra thick sweaters. It's cold outside. I don't like the cold. And the sweaters always uh, get stuck to my hair and it makes your hair all frizzy and your edges, I mean, your ends be breaking off and splitting. I'm not here for that. So I do not like the winter. Easy, what about you, ma'am? least favorite season uh 
I, I hate spring and it's just because it's that time of the year where the earth don't know what's going on. Like, is it cold? Is it hot? Like, it just be confusing. My sweater be by my shorts. Like, I just, it, it it's confusing. I don't like spring. Wait, okay. did you say your sweaters and your you got on sweaters and shorts at the same time? Is that what you just said? But that's what I'm saying. Like you just put them next to each other because you don't know what the weather's gonna be outside. So you want them people to walk around with sweaters and shorts on at the same time? Um, I, I wouldn't say a sweater, but probably a hoodie and some shorts. Interesting. So your your top half is one season and your bottom half is a different season. Um, my legs don't get as cold as my upper half. Okay. Line of I'm question. Just with you now. Line of question if it feels real judgy. I'm just, just saying. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it feels real judgy as if she hasn't seen guys rock that style for you know multiple decades oh, now. But don't. But that, that's Don't get it twisted. Don't don't get it twisted. That's an awful look with a hoodie and shorts on. So let's. Hot or cold or whatever, it's awful. But I, get I mean, that's, that's your opinion. Here. But that's your opinion. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's still awful. I got two more here for you, Doctor Washington. Don't don't mind us. I mind mean, just that. like those baggy shirts and pants and shorts that y'all wore in the mid two thousands. But you know, that's neither here nor you, there. Hey, you 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 lower your voice, okay? Right. Y'all created that Dr. trend. Washington. And it died a terrible death. It aged terribly. So dude, I don't want to hear nothing dude, about what looks bad. Dude, back off. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to ask the guest the question. We can argue later. All right. Dr. Washington, what what is the better salad dressing? Italian, ranch, Thousand Island, honey mustard, or Caesar? None of those. They're all bad for you. You need to do uh, balsamic vinegar. Because all of those have sugar in them. So you've done nothing. They have no intrinsic value. I'm, I'm, when I'm eating the salad, I ain't trying to really be healthy. I'm just trying to make it taste good. But I know you can scream at me about that later. Um, well, just none eat of stuff them. raw. None of them. <laughs> Kiki, what so about you? that's another education. Yes. Kiki. I bet you won't add her on that, now will you? No, I ain't touching that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm actually uh, a balsamic vinaigrette and a blue cheese kind of girl. Gosh. Easy. What about you, man? Um, Italian dressing is the best, but balsamic vinaigrette is very good as well. It It is tasty. That part I can't agree with. And the with. fact that you, you put Italian. honey mustard down as one of the options is just so disrespectful. Well, people do put honey mustard on their salad. No, bro. That is strictly a condiment for chicken nuggets or chicken strips or something like that. But honey mustard can't go on salad. I don't eat it on there, but people do eat honey mustard on their salad. We can argue about that later, too. All right, Dr. Washington, last one here. All right, do you prefer taking a morning shower or are you a night shower person? Which one are you? Both. I take one in the evening and one in the morning. Because there's some things that could go on after you took a shower, and then you got to shower all over again in the morning. She found a matrix on the game where she could answer both answers, and they both be accurate. Tiki, what are, what are you? Are you morning or night? 
shower first? Um, I'm a morning shower person because I don't drink coffee, so that's my wake up. But I do shower at night just to get the dirt off me. But I still get up in the morning and take a whole nother shower just because that's my, like I said, that's my coffee. And uh, turns out uh, night sweats have started kicking in on Sundays. And um, sometimes you got to freshen up in the morning. So, yeah, I'm on both of those myself. All right. Easy, you get the last say on this one. Which one are you? Uh, I'm an evening night guy. Don't at me. Yeah, that's that's facts. Cause that that morning shower that you're doing, that could be more time spent sleeping. So uh, definitely a night nice shower person. But what we're not confused about which which way we're going on this is that we just had fun playing "Don't At Me" with Dr. Patricia Washington on the aftermath. We're bringing the high budget applause for that one. Um, I just you know this was informative. It was educational. It was a whole lot of things. You are a great guest. Love the way you explained it, Dr. Washington. We are definitely uh, glad to have you on the show today. And yeah, we are um, happy to uh, have talked to you today. Feel like we are better and smarter for talking to you uh, about everything that you're involved with. So we appreciate the time today for sure. And then anytime you guys want to get that free first time treatment so you can see what it's like and come back on your show and talk about it, Let's do that. I, I'm that really about like that. This. Like sixteen knows me long enough. Like I'm plan. really about this. You putting it on the table? Let's no. Do. No, because it was something he was mentioning uh, when when we knew you were coming on. Kind of like, hmm, you know, once I learn some more about this from an expert, I might be inclined to do it. So he will do it. So that's for sure. But we definitely appreciate, um, like I said, the time today um, for all of your great answers and insight. And we look forward to the next time to speak to you for sure. Sounds good, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we're going to give Dr. Washington the high-budget applause that we spare no expense for again, because she was excellent. <laughs> Man, another aftermath is in the books. Tiki, Easy, how you guys feeling? I'm good. How you doing, Easy? I'm good. I'm really ready to try this out. Dude, I'm telling you, it will change your life. I promise you. I'm not setting you up for the okey-doke, but it really will change your life. Well, I mean, it helps that Tiki has gone through it, but, I mean, she sold me with just a, hey, you ain't going to have to be taking pills and stuff. Like, I'm here for that. That's exactly right. Like I, I personally know some people that she's been treating it for for various medical conditions that she was able to get their like high blood pressure and high cholesterol medications titrated down until they were finally able to come off those medications. And, you know, she just treats them with the acupuncture and they're able to maintain, you know, homeostasis or whatever they ha- they're supposed to be keeping to keep your even killed or whatever. And they're doing just fine. They're not having all those side effects, you know, like, you know, kidneys are still good, you know, they're just not having all those issues, and, I mean, she didn't even get into, because we've had just some really deep conversations, she didn't even get into the fact that some of the medications, like some of those, for men, if you've been on high blood pressure medications for a very long time, that can lead to ED for you guys. 
She didn't even go into that. Whoa. So stuff like that should should motivate you enough to be like, wait, I got to get my life right. Because once you start uh-huh. going into like ED and you got to start getting mm-hmm. on drugs for that, it's pretty much a wrap. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no. They should just use that yes, as a selling sir. point. Like, hey, you want to keep it up? Then uh, here, do this. Because, uh-uh. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even get into that. We have to have her on again so that she can really just get into some of the, the, the nitty-gritty things that she really can treat you for. I mean, there are just a bunch of amazing stories that I've heard and, you know, patients that I've talked to. That are just in awe over some of the treatments that she's been able to do, and not just her, just you know the field in general. That you guys would just be amazed. So I'm I'm a stand for it. I'm here for it. No, hell yeah, I like oh, that. Good. Using my my little phrase, I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Look at y'all having a bonding <laughs> moment. This is this is fantastic. You know, look look at what's happening here today. It's beautiful and it's I'm documented. So proud of us. It ain't gonna last, but it's beautiful. And it's documented, so yes, definitely like that. But so, Christine, one more thing. I appreciate that she is teaching as well and educating people in the educational, the school setting, because that's going to go a long way to change the way the medical system is set up in America, and you know. You got to start somewhere. So I really like the fact that she's actually teaching this in college and schools as well. Yeah, because with all the buffoons walking around here now who don't want to do something as simply as wearing a mask, we need more educated people who are, you know, that are experts that know what they're talking about out here getting our good information while you got, you know, Billy Bob saying, I ain't wearing a goddamn mask. Well, you need to wear one and you need to be following up with, you know, uh, you know, what the experts are saying instead of listening to some conspiracy theory on the Internet because, you know, that's how folks get down sometimes. But um, she was, like I said, she was excellent. And um, do you guys have uh, any other parting shots before we get up out of here, any rants or anything of that nature? Because, you know, this is how this goes down. No, I'm still good. Still out here in these streets just being me. And by streets, I mean the hallways of my house. Just out here being me, I have no rents and you know I have no fudges with anybody, so I'm I'm good. How you doing, Eve? Seeing, I just noticed um, uh, her clinic is in Alpharetta, and and you just hate driving up that way. So, are you still about that even with the drive? No, if you, I mean, if you the one driving, yeah, I mean that is a it's a nice little hike from where we at. But if you if you the one that want to motor it out there, then I'm I'm good on that. We can talk about it. Dude, you haven't driven anywhere in five months. You can't get in the car and drive to Alpharetta. It's not going to kill you. It's not that far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, let's just please, attack me on there. Please do not get 16 started on the excursion that is Highway 400 because he'll rant about yeah, it. Don't, don't. This is a rant that you don't that you don't want, but, yes, we can definitely talk about that. But I do have one last thing before we get out of here because I seem like I end one of these with a rant anywhere. But um, to the folks on social media, man, look. Man, y'all be posting these throwback Thursday pics, and it'd be some random selfie. And I'm sitting here, but like, throwback to what? Like, what? Like, I figured throwbacks were, were like for a memorable dinner date or an old high school pic, not the 20th selfie from last December. I'm just saying, but it's whatever, whatever. It's cool. You know what you're doing. But I just see that a lot. Like, throwback Thursday to what? 
What should be the year requirements on a throwback picture? I think anything a year. I think anything a year or above qualifies as a throwback picture. No, that's yeah, a fairly a callback. But I'm saying, but but uh-huh. I, what I'm talking about is somebody who just does a random, just a selfie, like, hey, throwback to you know this day, and it's like, but what are you doing? It's just a picture. It's not like you out at dinner. It's nothing memorable about it. So I'm like, what are you reminiscing on? It's just a picture. You just posted one like but yesterday. But I'm saying, like, back to yesterday. A year, like if you throw it back to like your first annual, like an event you hosted for the first time, and that was a year ago on this day or something like. That I mean, makes sense. But that's but fine. Like, if you throw in it Even back if, to three if months it was ago, a month. What? No. What I'm saying is, it's like, make it more than just some generic picture is what I'm saying. Like, okay, it's just a picture. What's the big deal? But what are you throwing back to? It's just a picture. Whatever. People going to no, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm just piggybacking off of your rant that we can't be throwing it back to two weeks ago and three months ago. I want to throw it back to the time before we had to have this conversation because I can't believe I just spent the last, you know, three minutes of my life listening to two grown men discuss about what's appropriate for a throwback. Don't you don't you damn turn that music up on me. Don't you damn do it. <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> I sat here and listened to a whole conversation about throwing it back the last week and you're going to give me the show closed out music. This is that bullshit. No, I'm not getting back on here with y'all no more. Bye. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, she is. I love her so much, man. Oh my god, that that oh. shit was funny. She said, "I can't believe yeah. I just waited three minutes of my life throwing it back to this." <laughs> and if you never heard our show before, right there, that's our show right there. So again, we appreciate Dr. Patricia Washington for hanging out with us. We also thank our lovely co-host who joins us every Tuesday, Tiki Blue, for coming to hang out and uh, playing our sandbox with our nonsense. Easy man, appreciate you too, bro. And uh, word on the street is we're gonna do be, be doing another one of these here tomorrow. That's what I heard. Um, or whenever you know somebody who's listening to this, it may not be tomorrow for you. But whenever you listen to this, we definitely appreciate it. Come check us out, blogtalkradio.com/slash it's the radio show. And we're on every streaming platform known to man. And we've just been added to Deezer, so check us out on Deezer as well. All right. So again, check out. Dr. Patricia Washington. She's an excellent guest. All right. AtlantaFunctionalMedicine.com. Go there. Check it out. Tiki, don't don't leave it off like that. You know you're not going to be quiet and you know you'll be back. So don't even do that. I already left. Bye. <laughs> no, you didn't. Did. I really thought she hung but, up. Uh, we, I did, but she wouldn't. She just But we appreciate y'all and um, hope that you'll come back and check us out again soon. All right, you just checked out the radio show, The Aftermath.